Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Great news this week for those of us who like architectural, historical places in Singapore. Golden Mile Complex and Beach Road has been gazetted as a conserved building by the Singapore government. Uh, the Urban Redevelopment Authority will offer a package of incentives for any possible future developers to keep it uh, as such. It was, of course, the 16-story building opened in 1973, the first modern large-scale strata titled development to be conserved in Singapore. With us on the line now, somebody who knows quite a lot about it from first-hand experience, and that is Darren So, architectural photographer. His book uh, last pu- published was called Before It All Goes, featuring both the now-demolished Pearl Bank Apartments and Golden Mile Complex. Darren, great to have you with us on the show today. Hi, good morning. What was your reaction when you first heard that Golden Mile Complex was going to be conserved? Well, we we had hoped for this to happen. Uh, we, meaning uh, folks in the heritage uh, fraternity that have been lobbying for this building to be saved uh, in the last uh, three years or so. And uh, actually, about exactly a year ago in October last year, the URA put out a statement that said that they would like very much to, to have Golden Mile conserved, but they did not, you know, go the whole hog and gazette it. So one year later, after consultation, after talking to stakeholders, uh, residents, and uh, everybody that might have a vested interest in Golden Mile Complex, the government has come out and uh, put forth the strongest, you know, message that they can for the building, which is to gazette it. Well, Darren, I mean, even just some of our comments on Facebook, which we'll get to, um, surprising to me, it polarises slightly the decision. It doesn't for me or Glenn. We both think it's a magnificent uh, building. In your opinion, as an architectural photographer, why should it be conserved? So here's the thing. Um, we, we we can't please everyone. Uh, that's one thing that we, we need to understand from the get-go. And... Uh, and there are many people out there who don't think that it's a building that's worth uh, conservation. And there are a lot of people who think that it's ugly. And, you know, but everybody has an opinion, especially about buildings. Uh, mm. I'm sure if you ask people out there what they think of Marina Bay Sands uh, or something else that's equally iconic, they would some would tell you that they love it and some would tell you that yeah. they hate it. So here's the thing about buildings. For Golden Mile Complex, it's important not just because of how it looks. It's important because it was one of the very first large buildings that were built by Singaporean architects and Singaporean builders post-independent. And that makes it very important. Uh, Pearl Bank was another one of these buildings that were designed by Singaporeans, uh, built by Singaporeans, just you know, less than a decade after we were independent, and it's gone now. And uh, very few of these large buildings that embodied the whole spirit of nation building in the late 1960s and early 70s uh, exist today. Uh, People's Park Complex, Golden Mile Complex, these are two significant ones that are still standing. And it's why we felt so strongly about them. And uh, talking with Darren, so architectural photographer, about the Golden Mile Complex being gazetted. Uh, Darren, not only is it because of the timing of when it, it came about, as you mentioned, not too long after independence and by Singaporeans, but also the fact that it was 
uh, Golden Mile Complex, in addition to Pearls, uh, to the Pearls Complex as well, were I think a couple of the first live, work, and play complexes that came up in Singapore, this idea that you could do everything all in one building or all in one complex, that was a yep. very novel idea for Singapore at that time. Uh, yep. is, is that, uh, that's my understanding. From your understanding, is that also part so, of the, the historic significance of these buildings? Yes. Uh, you're, you're right, actually. So, uh, it, there's this movement, it originated in Japan uh, by Japanese architects. It's called the Metabolist Movement, mm-hmm. where basically... Uh, they theorized about having a, a city uh, in one building. So mm. basically, uh, a giant mixed-use building where you could live, work, play, everything. And uh, the first uh, of these uh, was actually People's Park Complex. And it yeah, was designed by the same architects right. and, and then Golden Mile Complex. So basically, uh, even up to today, there are people who live in Golden Mile Complex who have spent most of their lives in the building uh, besides going to school. And on yeah. that point, I'm, I'm a big fan personally of what is sometimes unkindly called brutalist architecture or the architecture yeah, of yeah. brutalism and Golden Mile would fall into that category. It was built, as you say, 1973, late 60s, yeah. early 70s in the West particularly, but also in Asia. There was a lot of these some would call them functional, utilitarian, brutalist buildings. We've already had a couple of people say they're quite ugly. What would you say mm-hmm. to that as someone who's written about this quite extensively? What would you say to critics of brutalist architecture? I think there's, well, personally anyway, but it's probably a biased opinion. I, I feel that a lot of brutalist buildings are actually very beautiful. Uh, and, you know, it, it's unfortunate that English speakers have associated the term brutalist with brutal, which isn't where the word comes from, really. Uh, brutalist comes from the French word beton brut, which means uh, just raw concrete. Mm. So basically, it's um, it's it's got this uh, strange, it's acquired this uh, strange reputation over the years, and and mainly also because a lot of brutalist buildings were not uh, upkept well, mm. so they they fell into disrepair very quickly and. And because of our climate especially, uh, raw concrete does not survive the Singapore weather well at all, which is why mm. a lot of our formerly brutalist buildings uh, have been painted over. So Pearl Bank Apartments, for example, it, it wasn't painted till very later on in its life. Interesting, good point. Darren, I, about 12, 13 years ago, I lived in Golden Mile Complex with my wife and our then uh, young mm. young daughter, and we loved it there. We absolutely – it was the second apartment we had in Singapore, and I'll tell you why we loved it, because there was a real community there, and mm-hmm. you mentioned about people that – working there and living there. Andy and Winnie, our neighbors, own the Photoshop that's down on the ground level it's still to this day. And they've been there 30 plus, almost well, almost since the beginning. Um, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they live in the building, they work in the building and, and everything. But but there's also this community of very disparate people. You've got hostesses that live there. Yep. You've got the Thai community that service the restaurants mm-hmm. who live there. Artists live there. Artists performers. live there. Regular families live mm-hmm. there from all walks of life, all national. There's even an embassy there. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and for us, it was just such an amazing um, 
uh, collection of people who all really got along together and and just yep. kind of let each other live their lives and were cordial about it. And I mentioned this to Neil earlier, the best views in Singapore from those balconies. You know, we watched mm-hmm. the stadium being torn down and the new one being built. We watched the flyer being built. You could see the Riau Islands on a clear day. I mean, it's it's a fantastic from many dimensions, in my opinion, a fantastic building and community that's there. Mm-hmm. And how much of that have you been able to see through your photography? Well, I've I've photographed it for many many years, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's a building that, like we've discussed this early on, polarizes people. And and we're actually I well personally I I want this. Uh, path to try and educate more people to try and get them to understand the building better uh, and not just be so quick to pass judgment on it. I I think a lot of people pass judgment on the building based not on the building itself. Uh, For example, there are people who find the the Thai community a a slight nuisance. Uh, That's got nothing to do with the building. Nothing to do with the architecture of the building, for example. Uh, And, you know, there, there, are, there are people who, who who think that it may not be the safest place around and, and things like that. Uh, but, you know, again, it's got nothing to do with the architectural merits of the building. And, and for me, as an architectural photographer, the, the first thing that I see is that this is a, a unique building. We, we never build anything else like it ever again. Uh, we probably never will. Right. Because, you know, who built such a large open space on the ninth floor yeah. where, you know, you can just go there. And my kids used to, my in. daughter used to play out there and ride her little tricycle out there and throw, we'd throw a ball out there. It was great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's address one or two of those comments because we have had them coming in. Mm. As someone who mm-hmm. has hung out in that area quite extensively, and I must say this objectively, anyone listening, do go to Darren uh, Darren's Facebook page. He mm. takes the best photography I have seen of Singapore's architecture. Nice. And oh, I thank you. And I do not say that lightly. It's fantastic stuff. Go have a look at his Facebook page. Golden Mile features prominently. So one of our uh, contributors, Stanley, has said, sorry for my ignorance, my impression of Golden Mile, it's sleazy, Thai food. I love Thai food. I don't know what the issue is with Thai food, but uh, buses to Malaysia. What is it that we are conserving? Oh, and the car park is scary as well. So maybe in a little bit more detail, you can answer Stanley's question. What is it that we are actually conserving here? So, uh, like I said, you know, uh, a lot of the accusations level at the building have nothing to do with architecture. Uh, maybe the car park, and I agree that the car park needs some work because currently it, it's it's kind of scary when you try and maneuver around it. But having said that, I would say that it's the same for many car parks that were built in that era because cars were smaller back mm, then. Mm. Uh, have you tried parking in the multi-story car park in Pandan Valley, for example? Only a Mini Cooper could get into those lots, <laughs> really. Uh, I've tried, and I was stuck, and I had to like reverse my way out. Really. Try it for yourself one day. Go to Pandan Valley, go up to the multi-story car park and try and park. Anyway, so, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I, well, to Stanley, I, I would say, you know, we, we, what we are conserving here is the building and the, the architecture and the, the thinking behind the architecture of the building. And, and I say this not lightly because uh, we, we tear down a lot of buildings. Singapore, in Singapore, we redevelop a lot of buildings and it's nothing like experiencing a building 
uh, in person. I could take a million photographs of any building, but uh, if I tell you today, for example, one of my greatest regrets was to have not remembered the National Theatre properly before it was torn down. Mm. And, you know, I could tell you all about it. And, and in time to come, I can tell you all about Pearl Bank. I can tell you, I can show you all the thousands of pictures I've made of Pearl Bank, but nothing, nothing will compare to experiencing the building for itself. Sure. And it's the same for Golden Mile Complex. You know, we can talk about how groundbreaking its architecture was when it was built, how important it was because it was built by these architects and builders of Singapore who were all chipping in for nation building for a country that most people think was going to fail. And then, you know, look what we've become. And now that we are successful as a nation, uh, a lot of these older buildings, because the land that they're sitting on is worth so much more than the actual building, they're being made way for newer, taller, glitzier glass buildings. And I think that we can't save every building in Singapore. Every No, we can't save every old building in Singapore. But there are those like Golden Mile Complex that are really, truly worth conserving because of what it stands for, because of its architecture, and really not because of how it's currently used or who lives there right mm. now. Hey, Darren, do you think that given what's just happened with this gazetting, do you think there's a chance that the building might be renovated or restored back to its mm. original okay. uh, beauty? Because so, there have so been many, yes. uh, many crazy yep. things have been done well, to it well, that was over the be, decades. Yeah, just to add on, that was going to be my question. Yeah. We've saved it. What happens now? Yeah. 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 Okay. So here's the thing. A lot of people uh, out there, the man on the street, assumes that once uh, the building is conserved, there's no more chance of it going on block. But that's really not true. Mm. Uh, and, and the minister has come out very specifically to state this, that uh, any on block sales can still go ahead. And then any developer that comes in will have to take into consideration all the conserved parts that the URA has uh, gazetted, uh, that the government has gazetted, and to work uh, with the conserved parts, which means that the, the conserved parts of the building cannot be demolished. Mm. However, uh, incentives have been given. So, for example, they've been given additional GFA, there have been some taxes, there have been waived, etc. Uh, there's a whole list of them. And so all these things, uh, because you know, as a developer, they, they, they go in with, with, uh, with uh, math in their heads, like, you know, how much money do I have to put in, right. uh, whether I'm going to be able to make any money. And, you know, I tell you, Heritage is the new black. Yeah. Everything that is heritage is going to become a lot more valuable in time to come. And, you know, the, the millennials and the Gen Zs know this already. They, they you know, specifically in, in, in some places they, when they travel, well, now that travel has resumed somewhat, uh, they go specifically for places with history, places with heritage behind them. Yeah, and you know, Goldemau is one of these places. Uh, in the past, we had the shop houses. You know, in the sixties, we were tearing down shop houses yeah. like nobody's business because they were seen as slums. Uh, you know, and I saw, and you know, does all this sound familiar with regards to Goldemau complex? It does. Yeah. You know, it's the exact same thing. It's just a different kind of building. But today, you know, shop houses are worth so much. They're a great tourist attraction. People come from all over the world just to look at shop houses. They're celebrated. And it's really my wish that one day we would 
celebrate our modernist buildings in the same way. Absolutely. Good yeah. luck trying to get a shop house in some places for less than 10 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You heard. Hey, uh, one last uh, comment coming in from Stanley C. on Facebook Live. Wasn't there an unused swimming pool? Absolutely. It, it, had, it hasn't had water in it for about 20 years Is now. Is that right? I didn't but know that. It's the, uh, my yes. apartment used to overlook it so I could see down. That's right. It's the, it was a beautiful pool with a great view of the Kalang. Uh, it was about on the fifth, fourth or fifth story, I think. Um, but it's been empty for years because the residents didn't want to pay the upkeep, you know, the maintenance on it. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, just get on that point, Nick. I didn't know that. It'd uh, make a great spot for a bar or a restaurant. By yeah. Now. Quirky yeah. attributes. I didn't know it had. Well, final word to you, Darren. What, yeah. what are your favorite aspects or attributes of, of, of Golden Mile? What are the things you like best, whether it's shooting or just hanging out? What do you like best about Golden Mile? I think... My favorite part about the building is really the the whole design of how you you can go where all the Thai eateries are up to the levels with the officers and up to the level with the residences and they are mm. really three different worlds but they're all interconnected and accessible uh, to each other and I, I find that really amazing and and you know these days we just don't build buildings like that anymore. <laughs> Perfect. Indeed, they don't. And uh, at least for now, it looks like there is somewhat of a temporary uh, reprieve on making sure that it sticks around a little while, a little while longer. Darren So, architectural photographer, the author of Before It All Goes, uh, thank you for being with us today and, and giving that uh, great amount of information about Golden Mile Complex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.